He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, July 18, 2023. I hope your week is off to a great start. I hope you're feeling as beloved as people have made me feel when they learn that I am leaving Atlanta. Pardon me. When I'm saying I'm moving from Atlanta. And they might just be lying to me. They might be making false, insincere gestures to make me feel like they really care about me. But you know what? I don't care because it works. <laughs> I'm grateful for everyone that's reached out online, in person, via text, to have a beer, to have a party, to have a cup of coffee, whatever it is, to tell me that they were, where, to tell me exactly where they were, not just when September 11th happened. Not just when Lady Diana died, but where they were when they found out that my wife, daughter, and I were moving from Atlanta. <laughs> I remember where I was when Kennedy was laid to rest. It's, it's made me feel like uh, it's made me feel really good. So I, I'm, I'm grateful for that, and it's only made it more bittersweet that I'm departing Atlanta. I'm moving, not leaving. Moving, and you know what I'm doing? That I'm doing that in less than two weeks' time. Also. Over the weekend, I had a friend cautiously or hesitantly raise his hand and said, Hey, man, if you want to fly with your wife and kid, I'll drive your car and the dogs for you. And I was like, sold. And then his lady friend was like, is that really the best use? She wasn't, you know, she wasn't, you know what I mean. (laughs) She wasn't, what do I mean? I mean, she wasn't exactly, she wasn't uh, wholly supportive of the idea. Didn't know which way I was going to go there. I was going to say, it's not like she was cock-blocking him or cock-blocking me, as it were, because he was trying to do a nice favor for me. It really was just that she was not uh, exuberant when he mentioned it. And so I'm pretty confident that I will be doing the driving, as predicted, and I will leave. I will leave in less than two weeks' time, which is crazy. I am going to – I'm inspired for this drive, first of all. I am inspired. I, I gain inspiration from events in the universe that I'm aware of. I gain inspiration from observing. I gain inspiration from internalizing. I gain inspiration from thinking about my, what I really want to be doing, and which is what you should do. Because the more you think about what you want to be doing, the more likely you. And I'm not saying you should do this. I'll finish a goddamn sentence. I'm not saying you should be doing this, but the more you think about what you want to be doing and the more you think about what you enjoy being doing and the more you think about doing what makes you feel most like yourself, uh, odds are you're going to be doing more of that thing. I took inspiration from a story I read about the Turkish economy and how Erdoganomics, Erdoganomics. (laughs) And I read a story about a man who makes... Uh, I guess a bread product, a Turkish bread product. I don't know if it's like, if it's like naan, if it's like a bagel, if it's like, it's a daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. It's a daily bread this man makes. And he's been working his ass off. And he gets up and turns the ovens on at two, and it's the whole article is not, whatever. The article used him as an example of how hard you have to grind in Turkey to carve out a little bit of an existence. And this man gets up and fires the ovens up at 2 a.m. 
He fires the ovens up at 2 a.m. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and find this man's name to keep it more present, top of mind for me. He fires the ovens up at 2 a.m. And he stands on his feet and swelters and makes this bread-like product that I gather, gather it's a bread-like product. And he doesn't stop working until 7 p.m. the next, 7 p.m. that day. So that's 2 a.m. until 7 p.m. That's a, that's putting in a shift to say the least. That's 17 hours. And then how much does he have to sleep? Not a whole lot before he's back at it again. I'm sure trying to support family members, do the right thing. He's on the right side of history. <laughs> he's being exploited by Erdogan and the rest of those klepto rest of those the rest of the kleptocrats in the world. If that man can work from 2 a.m. until 7 p.m., I think I can get up on Saturday the 29th and drive from Atlanta to Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. I think I can do it. I, I don't, I, with that man as my inspiration. I might get in the car with the dogs and be like, this is never going to work. I'm not going to make it past, you know, past, uh, I don't want to say Shreveport, but Shreveport was originally where I was thinking I was going to make it. It's like 11 hours from Atlanta to Dallas. And if I start early, why can't I do that? And that would be a big chunk of the drive. It would feel like halfway. It wouldn't quite be halfway. Would it would feel like it. And I think being in Dallas would, make, would feel like a big milestone. I'm going to do it. Remember last year I did the one and a half? Remember I said I was going to make what's your problem at least initially a thing? Well, I did both of those things. Now, the one and a half uh, was less successful immediately, but over time I, got, I did it. What's your problem was a smash out of the gate, and then it fell off. All of which is to say, I'm internalizing this man's journey who gets up at 2 a.m. My dogs and I are going to get in the car and drive to Dallas. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud, but I'm trying to speak it into existence. Now, is it very possible you'll be listening to this podcast on Tuesday, uh, whatever it is, August 1st, and you hear me saying, actually, I know I was talking a lot of shit about making it to Dallas, Turns out I ended up in Shreveport or Tyler or something short of Dallas. I will tell you this. I am not going to be risk-seeking. I have too much to lose at this stage of my life, including that four-and-a-half-year-old who is now taken to saying, oh, my God. I'm not going to try to be a hero and add two more hours if I'm falling asleep in the middle you know, of the, of the Texas desert at 8 p.m. I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to err on the side of caution. I'm going to live to fight another day. I'm going to make it to my destination where I can re, uh, what's the right word? Re, I was going to say re-begin my life, where I can pick up my life, where it will be sort of on hold for the drive. Not trying to be a hero. So that's the plan. I'm going to use this man as inspiration. Get up early. Get up with the house. I don't know if I told you, but we're, the house is being, I did tell you, the house is being packed on the 28th. And then we are staying literally next door at our next door neighbor's whose place she puts on Airbnb, but is extending us the kindness of not charging us. My wife being generous soul that she is, well, I'm sure insists that we provide a thank you gift that would exceed the cost 
of any Airbnb stay and lead me, your host, to wonder, what exactly are we doing here? And the answer is what you're doing is you're spending your time, you're spending your life with a woman who is far more generous, thoughtful, and big-hearted than I am. And I like to think I'm some of those things. So I'm taking inspiration from my friend in Turkey, from my man in Turkey, who's like, you're such a fucking asshole, dude. Do you know what I do? And I'm like, yes, dude, I don't know what you do. You're correct. But what I am going to do is use you as inspiration to drive to the you know most expensive state in the world, <laughs> the petrochemical state, California. I'm going to be driving to Dallas on day one. After that, we'll see what happens. Grimace. There's not a joke. Well, there, is there a joke? I saw Grimace is having a birthday. I was just thinking about, like, what did I want to talk about? Not a whole lot, really, because we're coming. I'm, I'm almost preoccupied with ensuring everything is ready for my departure. But I saw they said Grimace is celebrating a birthday, and it turns out that he's 500 pounds. How about that? He has diabetes. I'm thinking about the things I wanted to say before I get to actually meaningful things. An Indian dude, a guy from Mumbai the other day, honest, this is honest, Scout's Honor. Scout's Honor, is that a positive thing? The guy from Mumbai told me he uh, didn't want to be low man on the totem pole. And this is what happened. I said, I'm not exactly sure that that is an expression that's currently in vogue. And he, being fucking hilarious, said, well, I'm Indian, it's okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I mean, a lot of funny people who happen to be from India. And I was like, well, then I think I'll just stay in my lane, sir, because, you know, I'm not sure exactly that that's the way it transfers, but uh, maybe. What do I know? Not a lot about either of those cultures. So tonight is Limerick. Tonight is the penultimate Limerick Junction comedy for me, your host, before I pass it on to Luke Bentley, who is on the show. It's going to be me. And if you want to see me do stand-up before I leave, come to Limerick tonight. Or you just want to bend an elbow and say, hello, man, I'm, I'm going to miss you. I appreciate that you're uh, in, the, in the world. That's all you have to say. I'm glad you're in the world and it's better off than not. If you want to kill me, fucking wait. <laughs> Be like, oh shit! I missed the, I missed the, bulletin. When when is he leaving? I missed my chance. But if you want to see me, say hello. I will be at Limerick tonight. Uh, who's coming? I don't know. It's a free for all. Last week was a free for all, and it was a great show. Uh, tonight's a free for all. I think I know a couple people who might swing by. And then Wednesday night, I'm going to be at the Laughing Skull. Actually, you know what? Here's when you can see me tonight at Limerick. Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow at the Laughing Skull Lounge, hosting the world-famous Wednesday night open mic. Saturday, Thursday night, I'll be back at the Laughing Skull running my half an hour that I'm going to record. I'm recording that show and then two shows on Saturday. But I'm running a half hour at the Laughing Skull. Whereas I've said, I'm, I'm trying to leave all this material behind me. Have it be a bit of a document. Uh, and, uh, you know, nobody wants to see me do an hour I mean you do if you're in the room but a nice little 30 minute calling card this is what you get headline me San Diego comedy clubs comedy clubs up and down the west coast I'm, you know fucking I can do the goddamn job 
I don't have the social media following of Catherine goddamn Blanford. But you know what? I'm better looking, okay? So this week, Tuesday night, Limerick, Wednesday night, Laughing Skull, Thursday night, Laughing Skull for a half an hour. And then on Saturday, when I really want to hit the ball on the screws, I'm going to do 15 minutes at 5 o'clock. And then at 8 o'clock and 10.30 on Saturday night, I'm doing a half an hour to close out those shows. I'm thrilled about it. I am deeply grateful for the Laughing Skull giving me all that time. Fucking three half hours. Like, thank you very much. I feel like I've given a lot to the establishment, but I'm, it's been a wonderful relationship thus far, and I anticipate much uh, collaboration in the future. And then that will be the, the big comedy lift or um, offloading. And then the next week, Limerick and Laughing Skull, Tuesday, Wednesday, and that's it. It's a, lo- it's a lot to think about. So I know some people are planning to come, in to come to the show on Wednesday night. Ellen C. actually said she was going to, not Wednesday night, uh, Saturday night she was going to come. I know a few other people are uh, making plans, so uh, I'm grateful for that. So come say hello. My wife and I, Monday night, we sat out on the porch and had a drink and a half and talked about primarily how, and she brought it up, how she's not, how we're not ready to live in San Diego. We're looking forward to being there. We're excited most about being on the other side of this. And I don't mean to belabor it. I just wanted to uh, elaborate on it for a minute. But we're not, we don't know what we're going to do. We don't like, what's it going to be like? All of a sudden, we're going to be in a different location, living our lives 24-7 something we haven't done in, you know, 17 years. <laughs> it was really, we're like, okay, well, what are we doing? I don't know. Are we going to stay on East Coast time? Are we going to move to West? Of course, we're going to move to West Coast time. Uh, as you may know, the world certainly revolves around East Coast time. But the takeaway here is neither my wife nor I are really mentally there yet. We've Put everything in motion to make it happen, including, you'll recall, months ago, trying to find the right place for my daughter to go to school, and that's all set, and stuff will be moved, movers will retrade us, etc. Like, we've done the adult part of it. We just haven't done the, the emotional part of it, I, I don't think, which is why it's, it's, it's a little... This phase we're in is a little bit of, it's a little hazy. What's it, what's it going to be like? What's going to be our new routine? Where's it going to be our spot? I can't really wait to do comedy there. Um, but the, all the, the day-to-day things have just sort of, I don't know, it's exciting and it's new. <laughs> and it's an adventure, and it's life, and it's good for my daughter to be around family, and good for us to be around family as well. It's just uh, we're not mentally there yet. And that's kind of strange because it's less than two weeks away, or right about two weeks, right about two weeks away. Any suggestions, let me know. Any relocators who uh, mid to 
you know, after they've been in a place for a long time and relocated as grown folks, let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear them. And you can make your thoughts known to me at yesjoesmith at gmail.com or message me on Instagram. And if it doesn't get lost in the sea of garbage, I will respond. But like, what am I, you know, where's going to be the, the important things? Where can I volunteer my time? Where is the clinic where I can roll up my sleeves and devote most of my waking hours to helping people? Or where is the goddamn farmer's market with the $10 eggs and the uh, wonderfully delicious and expensive bread? These are the considerations we have. They are uh, of a certain ilk. Of a certain ilk, no doubt. And we'll just, we'll just have to build a new habits. But we don't know anything about it. We're not there mentally. Like, I've told you numerous times, Saturday morning is usually farmer's market. Quickly now, because then my daughter and I go to Piedmont Park for soccer practice. And then, soccer practice. <laughs> Kick over the cones, roll the ball. She's not exactly being groomed for her success at the highest level when it comes to soccer. But she loves going and she loves running around. And she is super cute. So... So, and a hard worker. I'm not, you know, reducing my daughter to simply her appearance. But like, oh, as a matter of fact, this, this happened the other day at soccer practice when it was 475 degrees Fahrenheit and Celsius in Piedmont Park on a mid-July Saturday morning at Piedmont Park. It was so fucking hot. And we're out there. And I actually, it, for those of you who knows, know Piedmont Park, you can picture this. Those of you who don't, I will try to paint a picture for you. Piedmont Park has, like Central Park, has numerous sections of it. Numerous, that there's the reservoir or the lake, or the, and then there's the pool. Then there's the, this lawn where a lot of the concerts happen. Where my daughter has soccer practice is called the Active Oval. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the active oval is exactly that. It's essentially a big ring around these fields of softball, baseball fields, uh, soccer esque fields, lots of territory for people to do uh, sports and be active. And the oval itself rings the whole setup, the, this whole part of the park. And the active oval itself seems to be about 0.5 miles around 0.55 right about half a mile and I know that because on Saturday while she was having soccer practice <laughs> while she was having soccer soccer learning practice implies that you know you're applying something you're working to master I guess it's whatever soccer she had soccer I know because I went running jogging around the active oval even though it was really hot the great news is about 60% of the active oval somehow is shaded. Where am I going with this? Here's where I'm going. The active oval uh, is about half a mile around, 0.55. I did four active ovals, or I did like two miles of running during her 30-minute soccer event adventure. And then toward the end of it, I ran over. And I, yes, of course I'm going faster than 15 minutes a mile, but you know what I mean. I didn't start it immediately. I got her settled in. And I didn't want to leave her at the end of soccer practice on me being there. So what were my miles? What were my splits? I don't know. But they were a lot faster than 15 minutes a mile, okay? And by the way, it's like the only part of Atlanta that's flat. 
And it just felt so good crunching on that ground flat, even though it was hot as hell. So I ran, I ran around the active oval, and then with five odd minutes left of uh, soccer, I jogged over to uh, where parents were congregated, and they were underneath a uh, a tailgating like structure, a, a, a sort of tent. I don't know what you call it, but like a you know four posts in the ground, and then at, at about eye level or above for a six foot man, it's a uh, you know, it's canopied. I don't know what you call it. Like maybe you call it a canopy. But people are standing under it, sitting, shielding themselves from the sun. And I saw this older dude who probably was maybe just about 60, maybe mid-50s, 60, right around there. And he had a Boca Juniors. He had some sort of Boca Juniors memorabilia. Or, or uh, merchant, merchandise. Uh, sorry, what did I say? If I don't know how to describe, what is it called when? Let's say you like the Chicago Bears and you hate Limerick Junction, or me talking about Limerick Junction, or let's say you like the Kansas City Royals and you get a Kansas City Royals T-shirt. Is it memorabilia? That's not memorabilia. What what is it called? I'm wearing some. You have you like the Atlanta Falcons, so you get a Falcons jersey. Or you you get a Hawks jersey. What is it? What is that called? Sportswear. I don't know what it's called. But this guy had, and I can't remember if it was a T-shirt or a backpack that was associated with Boca Juniors. As you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of the late great Diego Armando Maradona. And I know that Maradona played for Boca Juniors, you know, 100 years ago. Why can't I think of the word? What is it? It's not memorabilia. What is it? Attire? Merchandise? Dude, I need to go to bed. But what is happening here? Ice water, get me through. I don't know. I don't know the word. I'm sorry. I'm not going to look it up. But they, this man who's, let's say, 50 to 60 had some, like maybe a Boca Juniors bag. And for those of you who know Boca Juniors, you know that is one of the two primary, uh, the main, as like Yankees, Mets, soccer teams in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Their, their arch rival, of course, being uh, River Plate. And you also, it's very possible, I've talked about this rivalry on this podcast months and years ago, but I'm not certain about that. I don't listen to them. I mean, I I have a sense of what's happening on the podcast. You know what I mean? And right now you're like, well, fucking tighten it up, dude. Okay. So this guy has a Boca Juniors. And if you are a fan of Boca or you understand, um, or not if you understand, if you know how Boca is depicted, it's... The initials C-A-B-G, C-A-B-J, which I believe stands for Club Atletico Boca Juniors. Anyway, I associate it, as most of the world probably does, most of the soccer-loving world, with, uh, if it's not Tevez, who also played for West Ham. (laughs) It's Diego Armando Maradona, who I allege is the greatest soccer player of all time. Certainly you can make a case for Messi, 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 and even fucking Ronaldo. But 
What about Pelé? Okay. So the guy has the C-A-B-J uh, swag. What is it? T-shirt, socks, bag. I don't know. But what do you call that? Gear. How about that? He has some Boca Juniors gear. I'm like, okay, cool. This older dude has it. Then I'm sitting on the... Uh, then I'm like, okay, cool. I walk closer out of the sun-protected area to the... Uh, to the practice itself where I'm the only person out in the sun. I have lots of sunscreen on and one other dude who is uh, supporting his kid with uh, a Hispanic accent, uh, Latinx accent, right? He, he sounds like he's from uh, Central or South America. And we kind of like, hey, what's up? What's up? You know, not doing a lot of talking. And then he, he kind of looked over at me again as this uh, as this older dude walked by, the guy from Boca Juniors walked by, made contact with him. They're like, okay, something they said in Spanish. Uh, it's going to happen tomorrow. They're going to come by the house. I could understand that in Spanish. Where are we going here? Well, here's what happened. The older guy walked past the younger guy on the way out to the soccer field to give the child water. And the child, they're the child was wearing uh, <laughs> was wearing messy shorts, so and you know clearly Argentina, the AFA, uh, the Federation Atlético de Argentina. Right? I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just kind of brain dead. And the faux pas that your host committed was when the older dude walked by. I said to the younger dude who was sitting there with a like I said, a Spanish-sounding accent, I said, oh, is that your pops? And he said, no, that's my partner. <laughs> and I thought, if he and I would have known each other a little bit better, I would have said, oh, so he's your daddy? But I didn't say that. And I said, well, pardon my faux pas, and please don't tell him I said that. <laughs> and he goes, I won't. And we ended up chatting for a while, and he's a nice guy. We exchanged names. We exchanged daughters' names. And I'm going to have to start those things. Well, I can start faux pas all over again in San Diego, can I? Hey, here's some dumb shit, I think. Let me say that. I bet that's, I bet that's your, is that your, is that your pops? No, that's my partner. That's my, you know what I mean? That's my poppy. That's my daddy. That's my it's my consort. That is the person with whom I'm raising this child. I'm, 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 I'm kind of clueless, I guess, about what's going to happen in San Diego. We'll figure it out. We'll have a good time. This podcast is going nowhere, to be honest with you. And out of respect for you, I'm going to stop it right now. But want to underline, if you want to say hello or bend an elbow, talk a little shit, please come to one of these shows that ensue, that will ensue in the next week or so. Limerick tonight. Laughing Skull tomorrow, Laughing Skull Thursday. I have other shows, uh, a show I didn't even mention, somewhere in Sugar Hill, which is north, uh, I don't think in Harlem, Sugar Hill, uh, Sugar Hill north of Atlanta. If you want to know about that, I'll post about it on Instagram. And then Saturday night, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, recording half an hour, Saturday night, recording half an hour at the Laughing Skull Lounge. And then after that, just one more Limerick and one more Laughing Skull mic next Wednesday. The next podcast will be so much better than this one, I promise. I appreciate you listening, and 
just sticking with me when you know I don't have my best stuff, when you know I'm distracted by the larger endeavor and exhausted and uh, had a drink and a half. But I appreciate your support, and we'll talk to you on Friday.